It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. Welcome to Golden Hour Adventures. Today's guest is Jason Holiday. Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Robbie. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jason, uh, why don't you uh, tell us about yourself, who you are, what you like to do, and all that fun stuff. (laughs) Who who you are. I don't know if I've heard that one before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still searching, so if you guys... (laughs) That's a good thing. If you had it all figured out, we We might ask how you We drop it it really philosophical on this podcast. Yeah, right? Right out the gate. All right. So, yeah, um, I'm Jason Halliday. I live in uh, Los Alamos, New Mexico. Um, I was born in New Mexico and have been in Los Alamos majority of my life uh in, in new mexico in general um uh, you know with, with the exception of about a year living in denver uh back in the late 90s i think so um and i i've always just been a, a, a fan of being outside out you know it, it, so it's you know from mountains to hiking to biking to snowboarding uh, whatever so and then yeah somewhere in the i guess it was 2004 four I, I took an interest in running along with my friend bill geist who just decided hey we should run this uh, run a marathon and i had never run competitively or anything in high school or anything like that and i said well sure give it a shot so uh we ran the duke city marathon in albuquerque new mexico in 2004 and uh, that just kind of kicked off my interest in running from there it was a i, I was i hurt all over I, could, I couldn't even step up or down a curb after that run but, <laughs> but i loved it it was it was like literally it was just it was painful but it, it was the painful kind of thing but it was such a cool experience that i knew i had to do more of it and specifically on trails because the the pavement hurt too much yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, now, now I, I mostly do trail running, um, ultra running, uh, a lot of rock climbing, some mountain biking, just, uh, any, anything to, to be outside. So, nice. yeah, definitely. So <laughs> after that first marathon, you just was like, I'm done with the road. I'm going right to the trail. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'd always, you know, Bill and I had together done a lot of uh, Colorado 14ers hikes and maybe kind of running them a little bit. Uh, but after that, you kind of realized, I think we could, we could spend, we could, do peaks faster if we ran trails more and got it got it got in shape um and so that's uh we thought okay yeah well, let's just start doing more trail running and and in fact that ne- the bill uh in his wisdom said hey the next year 2005 how about we uh run this thing called leadville 100 so uh we signed up for that and that was the next race organized race that either he or i had done is this uh leadville the 100 mile leadville thing so it was Kind of a big jump up, but it worked out. <laughs> I was going to say you went road marathon, yeah, mountain trail one hundred. <laughs> Pretty much that. So, and it was a it was a great experience. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, it was it was extremely difficult as you would expect, and it is, it's still hundred miles are still extremely difficult. But it was again, I was like, hey, this is I, this is I really enjoy this. So yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm interested. Like, so you ran a marathon. Then you decide to sign up for the Leadville 100. What did you do for like training? Because it's a pretty big jump, especially just road to trail, then going deep in the hundred. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, and looking back on it now, I, I I'm actually impressed that we finished it. Like we, I mean, we did the we. You know, our goal was 29 and a half hours, so right under the 30 hour cutoff. Like we just want to finish it. 
and even looking back though, we were running, you know, five miles a day during the week. And then, you know, we try and do like a longer 15 mile run on the weekends. Not, didn't seem like a lot of volume. Looking back, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that uh, it went as well as it did considering the, <laughs> we were getting in. So, and not, we weren't looking at hill repeats necessarily. We weren't really looking at elevation gain. We were just, just getting out. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the, the, the youth factor plays a big part in that too. Yeah. <laughs> just being pretty young. So. <laughs> Well, how did it go? You know, actually, it went consider all things considered. Uh, you know, I went really. I don't. Uh, my stomach didn't turn. Uh, legs felt. I, I think as you'd expect, they didn't. I didn't have any ailments. I didn't have any. You know, my knees didn't give me any hard time considering the, the ramp up in mileage in a year. Um, so I think all, you know, a lot. A, a big part of it though is having my my family there. My my mom and, and stepdad were there to crew and. It, 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 I think just having them and Bill and some other friends around there just made it you know, easier just to having those people there. So, yeah. You know, you went, <laughs> I keep saying this, but you went marathon to like the ultimate goal distance for people that takes many years. Like, yeah. After you finished Leadville, what'd you, what was like next in your mind? Like, where do I go from here? I just finished hundred miler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had a, well, yeah, I had a friend, Aaron, um, who had run the hard rock 100 the year before, I think, or maybe two years before. And that's, that was actually the first time I'd ever heard of hundred miler. So I thought, of course we had run Leadville now and I thought, okay, now we're qualified for hard rock. So put in the lottery for hard rock and somehow managed to get into hard rock in 2006, the very next year. So that's where that went immediately. It just kind of ramped up again. <laughs> on one, on one ticket. <laughs> yeah. One oh ticket. Can you imagine? Yeah. The times are different now. Yeah. Was, you're not getting yeah. a one. So, yeah. Even then it was, trust me. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even then it was, you know, I was thinking, okay, I'm just going to start the lottery process and I didn't expect to actually get in and just got straight in and, then I was like, oh shit, like this is, <laughs> this is not this is real now. <laughs> Maybe I should start training a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I did actually. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I find this so interesting because you did road marathon, Leadville 100. Was there anything in between or was it just straight <laughs> marathon? There were, I, think I ran the Hamas that we had the, we have this local run, the Hamas Mountain Trail runs. Um, there's a, a, a 50 mile, a 50K, and a, and it used to be a half marathon. It's now a 15 mile run. And so I did run the Hamas uh, 50 miler uh, oh, okay. May between there. So yeah, that did. Okay. And then the, okay. and then the, yeah, and the Lake City, the San Juan Solstice 50 miler too in 2016. So I did start to get those in a little bit. So okay. Cause I was like, man, this is, uh, I haven't heard this before. Cause you go from Leadville, then you like get into the, you know, one of the hardest hundred miles in the United States, like the year after, like, I, uh, ex I know again, looking back, I'm, I'm really just impressed and, and, and extremely grateful. I can't believe how it worked out. So, yeah. yeah. So how did Hard Rock go? And, you know, and that went, uh, also really well. I was just actually looking back on my results before this meeting, just to, cause I, I've, I haven't done a ton of it. I don't know. I've done like 60 something ultras. And so it was, I just wanted to get my facts straight, my dates right before I talked to you guys. And, <laughs> uh, looking back, it was like, uh, I did 30, 37 hours, 37 and a half hours. For it. And wow. again, looking back, I'm like, that's, you know, that's a really good time. Yeah. Hard rock, I was, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, so it went and it went pretty well. It, I mean, it had its ups and downs. Again, I had my mom and stepdad there to crew, and that was pretty. It is again just amazing. Uh, it, but I almost broke. Like it was the uh, clockwise direction, and we got to um, Cunningham, and I was looking up. 
I, I kind of thought, okay, we're like mile 90. It's supposed to be, you know, this is a cruiser downhill into Silverton or whatever. Got into Cunningham and looked up and it's that little giant climb, which is just massive. And I literally had tears. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, they, they, I had the, the support, my crew, and they uh, you know, kind of talked to me and they said, you know, just go up, start up, see how it goes. You know, and, and it, so that I was that close to breaking, but it, uh, thanks to my crew worked out really really well nice yeah (laughs) yeah crew saves it a lot yeah definitely it's been uh yeah absolutely and one yeah if it's but yeah just having the crew the presence there even if they're not necessarily being there to motivate you and it like with pep talks just knowing that they're the next aid station and someone's you know that's something to look forward to for sure yeah something to look forward to i i've never run a hundred miler without crew it i think it'll be difficult so yeah (laughs) yeah i'm doing i'm doing one this year that you're not allowed to have crew or pacers so i'm kind of intrigued on on how that's going to go so yeah definitely is that the plan not this year i'm doing it in 24 but oh okay which one is that it's the uh the white mountain 100 it's the it's a winter ultra and so it's 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 in the middle of nowhere there's no access for anyone to get in there so um, only people that are associated with the with the race are allowed in. So, snow uh-huh. snow machines or snowmobiles are going to be riding up and down the trail, checking on people. So, oh yeah, that's <laughs> eight stations, twenty miles apart, type deal. Yeah. So oh it's my gosh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <fun>. Totally. <laughs> so yeah, it's not you know. I, I couldn't have just gone out and done a hundred miler, you know, somewhere where it has a little bit better aid and stuff like that with, with yeah. uh, without a crew or pacer. But, you know, I, I decided to do the most remote and throw in the temperatures and the elements and yeah, definitely. Well, that's going to be a wild ride. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Jason, I don't know if you know this or not, but we actually met the year I was crewing for Nolan's one Julian and Logan timed out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was at the aid station when you came through. Yeah. It, and uh, the half moon or which one were you at? Or... So I was pretty much at all of them, but I, okay. I was there when you came through uh, Winfield. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 All right. yeah. yeah. So, okay. All right. Uh, that's kind of how I knew about you. Cause um, I've been following you ever since then really throughout the years because i know you've made more attempts at nolan's but uh yeah that's where i met julian you know julian right julian smith. yeah absolutely julian smith yeah sure. yeah definitely yeah. so when i started hanging around with julian of course everything changes because that guy's <laughs> a maniac and i've been actually trying to get in contact with him and i don't have any contact with him anymore um oh it's, yeah it's julian you know yeah sure. <laughs> um but yeah he asked me uh to crew then i crewed Jeez, what I crewed that year was that 2014? I think it's 2014. Yeah, 2014. Yeah. Then I crewed 2015. Then they talked me into going on the attempt on 16. Uh, oh. But that's that was the year I believe Julian finished overtime though. Yeah, like 70 hours or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah 70 hours yeah. and he couldn't that's, see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> um so just not if you probably heard me talk a little bit about Nolan's is uh it's not an official race, but it's 14 of the 14ers in the Sidewatch range. And it's however you get to point A to point B, really. Yeah. Um, 
you can pick whatever route, but you stay on the social trails to get to the next peak. Or oh, you find... I think you have told me about that one. Yeah, yeah. And how much gain is it? Is it sixty thousand? Sixty thousand or so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And lost pretty much too. Yeah, right mm. up and down. Yeah, exactly. Sixty up. 60 so I kind of wanted to talk about because I that's one of those ones that not a lot of people know about it, but some people know about it, but they don't know how hard that is. I wanted to talk to you about that because I don't know how many times you attempted. I know that year you didn't make it, right? Yeah, right. I got that was my best year though. I did. Uh, I had twelve of the fourteen in fifty-seven hours, and uh, that was, so I it was yeah that was my best attempt. I've had a couple others where I think I did uh, twelve, no nine and a half. I turned around so nine, whatever, and then another sort of half-hearted attempt where it was about four peaks or something like that. So I've been up there a few <laughs> times. So wow. But, I don't know if I could ever best that 2014 thing. I, I, it is. It's it's crazy hard. The elevation that gets to you just going over 14,000 feet that many times in 60 hours, um, you know, on a top of, you know, cut route finding and, and difficult terrain, not always trails, not there are good trails uh, in it. Yeah. The, the elevation for me, I, I, I don't know that I still have the ability or I, I don't seem to cope as well with the being above say 13,000 feet, 12,000 feet these days. So I, yeah, 2014 was a banner year for me and best years. And I'm, I'm pretty stoked. So well, did you, <laughs> did you stop at La Plata also? Yeah, I went over La Plata. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I got it down to, yeah, to the highway. And then that was, I, it, it was, so it was 57 hours, I think on the summit of La Plata. So I, I was thinking, okay, three hours, I could still go. And I could have done like Julian. I hope, you know, I, I felt like I potentially could have, or at least could have tried to keep going like Julian and said, okay, throw the 60 hour thing out the window and see if you can do these other, see if you can complete the route, you know, um, in the time. But, uh, by the time I got to the highway, I, I, did, I was like, that, that was, I'm satisfied with that. that uh, <laughs> of time out there. So, <laughs> yeah. So when Julian and, uh, Logan left Winfield, uh, I went up with them and, um, Oh God, what's the guy's name? Um, uh, the guy that helped with the incline, yeah um i'm blanking too <laughs> yeah yeah because who else was there yeah right <clears throat> so yeah you know you're going up la plata and you get the trail for a while then you get up into the into the rocks yeah get up into the rocks and uh julian and logan were taking quite a few breaks as they should uh-huh but every time we stopped logan would just be snoring just passed out <laughs> snoring loud and, uh, just immediately just like, yeah immediately yeah. like immediately yeah. like i think he was sleepwalking up up yeah. the plot to tell you the truth yeah. and then uh julian's like carry some beer up there for us he's like i know we're timing out on the top of the plata i want to drink a beer up there <laughs> so i hauled some beer up there for him then we got up there and we're sitting in the little windbreak area and uh, yeah. julian and logan stopped their watch and they were happy with what they accomplished um, as they should be because holy cow yeah right but then uh so i hauled enough beer for everyone up there and julian just pounds his ipa <laughs> 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 then we're sitting up there and then julian's like oh i'm feeling a little buzzed and you know he's got to go back down to the down yeah. to the highway because that's where his wife was going to pick him up and uh, i was going back to winfield because i had to tear down the aid station and go back out 
<laughs> I'll never forget that moment. Just sitting up there with those guys. And I was like, oh, good luck going down the other side. I can only imagine how much fun that was for those guys. <laughs> I, I can't imagine slamming an IPA at that elevation after that much time out. Like I would have been, yeah, I, I don't think I would have got off the summit. <laughs> <laughs> how did you, uh, how did you find out about Nolan's and what intrigued you to uh, attempt it so many times? Yeah, you know, there was actually in in the early 2000s before when I was doing a lot of 14ers, but not necessarily running them per se with my uh, my friend Aaron Ralston and and, uh, a couple others. We were just linking up 14ers like we could, like in the Sawatch and things like that. And and after one of them where we met some of his friends, I can't remember the friend's name, but this guy was he's like, man, you guys are doing great. There's this thing called Nolan's 14. You should check it out. I think you could do pretty well at it. And uh, that's when I started, you know, there was the, the old classic, probably still around the Matt Mahoney Nolan's 14 website, you know, and that's uh, digging into that. And that's, it took me a number of years to actually go out and, and, and a number of years scouting, scouting trips, figuring out the line and before I committed to trying it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which way, north or south, which way did you prefer? I'm sure they're uh, both the same, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know, I feel like well, my best one was that year that you were there, or 2014, and that was south to north. So I, I mean, so it, it feel you know, there's evidence that I, I could do better that way. But I, I kind of like north to south, knowing that you get those bigger, more spread out peaks out of the way sooner because um, they they start to ramble. You know, they get a little bit smaller as you are not quite you know not not as high and a little closer, more compact. Like you can start. I think mentally it feels pretty good when you start ticking off peaks a little closer, like, you know, you get to Chavano and then, um, or Tabawash and Chavano. And even before that, Antero, they're all pretty close and you can, it's like, Oh, there's three right there. And that's at the end, of course, but you know, bad example, but yeah, no, <laughs> they're closer. Yeah, like they're, you know, massive and Albert are just, they're massive and they're very far apart. So yeah. What is it like 26 miles? Yeah. I, just to do those two peaks. Yeah. I think that sounds, yeah. I'd have to look, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's definitely big. So yeah. And then getting over La Plata. Yeah. It takes a while yeah. to start hitting them. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Justin, you, you started this place called fish Hatchery If you're going from uh, North to South, then you go up on this trail, but then you just get off the trail and you're just like, there's yeah. multiple ways to get up there. That's where I got lost because I left, I had to go to the bathroom and the group left me Oh no! and it was raining. It was raining so hard. Just find your own way type thing. Yeah. So you take the, you know, the trail up to wherever you want to go off. And I can't remember. I went the wrong way. Um, <laughs> I went up like I was just walking around and went up the the standard route off the Colorado Trail. But I wandered around forever just to find that standard route to get up there instead oh. of going up the North Ridge, I guess it is. Yeah, going up more direct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get up there and it's complete whiteout. Complete whiteout. And this is in September because they always did it on Labor Day. The yeah. big one anyways. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't follow their footsteps. And that was the only summit that I did not uh, do any scouting on. And oh, I didn't no. know how to go off of massive to get over to Albert. Uh, and, you know, when you're standing up there, it's, it's yeah. not bad, but it's, there's a ledge. Yeah. And I, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't see anything. I'm like, I know they went straight down this way, but I, I just called the quits and went back to Leadville and went to pizza place and, <laughs> Oh Hopefully man, but warmed up. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. terrible conditions anyway, though. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, but I was just thinking about that. I was like, after you do massive, you do Albert, then you're just a little plateau. It was like, geez, that's 26 miles of, yeah, and you're only two peaks in. Like, 
yeah you're on your third one and <laughs> the plat is just that's a that's a that's a long climb <laughs> it is. It really is. It's it's just steep. If you take that, uh, I guess it's the west face, right? I think so. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not. There's no trail. So yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Was it uh, Nick Petitella? That I can't remember. Someone I can't remember if they're going up or down, but they went up that uh, that ridge. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like third and fourth class scrambling. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like so, the most direct route to the top of La Plata. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it was in the night. And I can't remember if he was going up or down, but I think that's, I think he might've called it quits after that one because it just took him hours. Yeah. Oh, I can, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then on some of our scouting trips, <clears throat> um, oh, which one was it? The one that's got all the um, avalanche shoots that you can go down. Oh, off of, um, I'm thinking of that too. Huh? Uh, well, I mean, into the into the deadfall, like off of Yale or not? Yeah, it was Yale. It was yeah, it was okay. Yale. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we had a ride, and we were going to go up and come down. And I got to the top of Yale, and uh, do you know Adam McRoberts? Yeah, yeah, he was there. In, yeah, in 2014 too. That's actually when I first met him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's who I was with. Um, because okay. he was he was trying to do it multiple times too, and yeah. he's like, "We go down that," and I'm like, "I'm not going down that, let alone with my dog." <laughs> Oh man, yeah. <laughs> so I go back down the standard way, then I uh, get down with his girlfriend, and we're driving around. And she's like, "We got plenty of time to go get lunch and hang out." I'm like, "What do you mean? I'm like, <laughs> it's not that far." And she's like, "It's going to take him six or eight hours to get down that." <laughs> it was dark by the time we got down, and he he was so mad because he said there was just so much deadfall, and he had to yeah. lift his dog over a bunch of it. And I was just like. Oh, with a dog, that'd be, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard enough just by yourself. I mean, it's demoralizing. Yeah, you made the right yeah. choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then uh, there was a year that uh, Logan and Adam attempted it a couple times, and Logan lost his cell phone on, I think it might have been Yale. And that's how he was following the route he created. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, they were up there looking for his phone for hours, then um Adam started getting sick from just being at elevation for so long. And they, I guess they bailed on top of that one. But Adam went out the next week and tried to attempt it again. Next week? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. 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 It doesn't sound like a recipe for success. No. <laughs> Do you know what the like average elevation you're at? I, that? I don't know what the average elevation is. That's a good question. Uh, boy, ah, I've never thought about that. Yeah. I, I would imagine it's got to yeah. be around 10. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I would imagine, yeah, because you're not, I don't think you really drop too far. Yeah, I would imagine that's right. Yeah, I would imagine you'd have, yeah, because you're, you're just up high for so long. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's just, uh, I don't know. I don't think I'd, I would like to go back and just link some together, but uh, there's no way. Yeah, I, just, I know. Like, it's like, it's one of those things that got away from me, you know, like two peaks away. It's like, could I? And I, it would just take so much dedication to try it again for me that, uh, I don't know. I, although I could get a hyperbaric chamber, I guess that's pop popular these days and start <laughs> at home. Yeah, that sounds like it's, I've <laughs> always seen those and it's just like, I can yeah. imagine my wife sleeping next to me and I'm just in this like bag. <laughs> yeah, you'd be relegated to another room or something. Yeah. Pretty, sure. <laughs> pretty sure she would just be like, no, you need to, you need to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mentioned it and my wife's like, well, you could put it in the guest bedroom, but you're definitely not putting it in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Well, they do. They do make that big one that's like a tent where two people can sleep in it. But I oh, still yeah. don't. Think, I don't. I don't think the wife would still be like. Yeah, to sleep yeah. In she's still. Feet. She's still not having that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this because you're crewing me. You need to be a. Crew yeah, crew. exactly. You know, you got justification. You're going to be up there too. I don't want you to get sick either. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking out for you. <laughs> uh, so, what else? I know you've ran Hard Rock. How many more times or how many times have you run Hard Rock? I have four finishes in Hard Rock and, and two DNFs. So I finished it twice in each direction and I DNF twice, um, once in 2008 and once this year, actually. So, yeah, I, uh, those can were... you uh, can you give me the offline? Just give me the secret on how to get in or. Yeah, we don't want to spoil the secret on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. but you, can just, no, no. you can DM me later. Yeah. <laughs> So do they? Uh, so you're a true hard rocker, times two, yeah. right? I get, yeah, times two. Yeah, a true hard rocker. I think that's hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah you finished it once. Uh, however, um, yeah. you know, exactly. spend ten more years trying to get into it again to do it the other way. Can you imagine if you like tried to get it? You you know you went back. You trying to get into it again, and you get in on a year that's the same route you did it the year before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, damn it, I'm still not a true hard rocker. <laughs> I'm not going to turn it down. I'm doing it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I've done it clockwise four times. I'm still trying to wait on the counterclockwise. <laughs> I would just be like, at that point, you're going to give me the, you're going to give me the true hard rocker. I've done it. Yeah, right, exactly. One more of this uh, I've never thought about that having to yeah, to get back I, that's what I thought. Like, well, we interviewed someone that uh, this year was a golden hour finisher in it. And uh, so he's going to go back and try to get the true hard rocker. And I just oh, thought yeah. about that. And I was like, well, what if he gets the same direction? You know, yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like, are they not going to give it to him or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Still <laughs> so how far did you make it this year? And uh, It's like around 58. It was your ray, and this was the counterclockwise direction, so uh, 58 miles or so. And it was, it was just a crazy hot year uh, this year. It was just so dry and so hot. And I had a goal, like I, you know, I finished it twice in each direction. So I wanted to just actually, I was shooting for 35 hours, 34 to 35 hours. That was my goal time. So I went out at that pace despite the temperatures, uh, and it, it was, uh, it was pretty clear by around four in the afternoon the first day well yeah that on that first day uh it's like it, going up handies actually i was like i'm i'm cooked that's is uh not gonna happen so <laughs> but i kept it i kept going i thought okay i'll get through animus forks and then go to uray and maybe i'll feel better and i'll feel energetic and it didn't really ever turn around from there and i've you know on a i've had some issues in the past with uh blood in my urine and it was so hot i was having blood in my urine and i was like it's not worth risking it you know it's like yeah. i've done it you know so yeah yeah it's like yeah <laughs> so so like two dnfs and ultras ever will be on account of having blood in my urine it's like i'm just not yeah so yeah <laughs> so you've had oh you've only had two dnfs and they've both been hard rock yeah, one was well. So actually, sorry about that. Yeah, I've had I've had two hard rock. So I guess I've had three because uh, there was the two hard rock and then one that was a local um, local ish. Um, uh, I don't even. I think it was a fifty k. It may not even have been an ultra, uh, but it was a, it was in June, way too hot. Uh, so yeah, so, but yeah, hard rock two thousand eight was a DNF, and then this year it was a DNF, and now I think I've had my fill of hard rock. <laughs> 
I think it's time for <laughs> time for Justin. To be yeah, I know. Yeah, let's, uh, let's 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 rally around my two tickets this year. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Not saying it's impossible, but I'm gonna yeah. say it's impossible. <laughs> There's a chance. <laughs> yeah, it's not very big, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, my thought process is that if I get in, I'm going to also get into Western. And so it's like, that's, that's, what's going to, cause yeah. that's my luck. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to just get into one. I'm going to get into both. And it's going to be like, oh, yeah. you, which one, I mean, you don't turn either of them down. So yeah, right. now you got to go run both of them. And it's like, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> How do you manage that? Yeah, exactly. You run Western and you hike hard rock, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> but that, yeah, that'd be my luck. Yeah. But, but let's be honest, I'm not getting into either. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in the lottery. I applied. So we'll see. Yeah. 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 Awesome. What do, you, what do you think about the lottery system since you've ran it or since you've gotten in six times? Uh, what, what do you think about the lottery system? And, you know, it's, you know, the hard rock lottery is so controversial and we've talked about it on the podcast before, you know, the Western States lottery is, is what it is, but I feel like it's yeah. more transparent. Um, you know, they explain stuff a little bit better. It's, it's kind of, it's easier to understand the hard rock is just kind of a mystery. And it's like, if you're part of the family, I mean, this is just my take, but if you're part of the family, you, you're part of the family. If you're not, you're wait your turn type deal. I mean, yeah, that's, that's tough. I mean, I think it's as, I feel like it's as fair as it, it can be, it's just, you know, there's not a lot of spots. There's a lot of people who want in there. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I, and I, I feel like, been, you know, maybe it's because I run with a lot of the folks that are on the board now said, I, 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 I feel like I understand it better. Um, yeah. but, but, but I feel like it's pretty transparent or it is very transparent. It's just, uh, you know, it's just a complicated lottery though, having the, the, the different pools and yeah, it's, uh, it's just tough. I mean, I was lucky to get in in 2006. Uh, I, the first three years I put in, I got in, it, I got in, uh, 2006, yeah. 2008. Well, I would imagine and, that pool uh, was a lot smaller than it, it was is way now. smaller than yeah. it was big, different. I think it was, yeah, at the time, just the one pool. I mean, it's been, uh, well, I'm not saying just the pool in, in like the lottery, but I'm just saying like, right. Yeah. I think last year there was over 2000 people that applied yeah. for it. So sure. I can imagine in 2006, there was not anywhere near 2000 people that applied. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, might, I was thinking about that this week. Actually, I was kind of curious if I could find anywhere the numbers and it'd be kind of to see what it was like then versus now. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you talk to Blake Wood and find out. He's got records, definitely. But yeah, it's a uh, uh, yeah. Um, then I got to get in. Let's see, it was 2016 or is that right? I'm trying to think when I got in again. Yeah, might have been. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, and then 20. 21 and then this year yeah exactly so i've been in a fair amount i've had my i've had i've had some wonderful times i've met a lot of people uh, it's been great i uh, just uh i think it's time for find some other hundreds or other things to do so yeah well yeah. And, and i do appreciate that i mean um you know it's like even though that your pool is different than my pool like yeah there, there's people that run these races they continuously run them and and apply for the lottery and it's just like man, let other people have their turn. You know, it's like, that. that's kind of yeah. how I feel. I don't know if you no. feel differently, but it's like, you, you know, you've run your race, you've seen it, you've done mm -hmm. it. Like let yeah. the, uh, let other people who want to do it, you know, have a shot. Yeah. I, that's my feeling. That's my mindset now. And it has been, it's kind of, I think putting it in this past last year was more of a kind of a peer pressure. I need to put in just cause I'm used to doing it, but I've, I've been thinking the same way. It's like, I've, 
I've had four finishes there. I've had some great experiences. I'm not going to better any of my times from like you know, 2007 or whenever. When it's my, it's I've I've done what I want to do there. It's uh, and uh, now I just want to I'll go and support other runners and you know, yeah. take my out of the lottery, give others a, a chance to go and do it. And I think that's yeah, uh, I appreciate that. Point. I do. Yeah. I definitely do. Yeah, it's because it's it is it's an awesome course. It's a really fun event, and it's 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 great to be out there. And I, I hope others can have that same opportunity and, yeah. and get in do it so yeah so it's like you're drawn to the more mountainous harder versus what other races have you run yeah um, it doesn't have to be the 100 mile yeah right right it's true you know that like the well so the i think the best ex- i i've done a number of 50 milers like the you know like i was saying the lake city uh thing i've been run up cascade crest i've been out for the the hurt in hawaii um I, I guess the, but the, the thing I've really enjoyed the most was in, in 2016 and in 2019, uh, I ran the, in this PTL run in the, in the Alps in, in Europe that starts in, starts and ends in Chamonix and went out, it's a, it's a 185 miles and it's something that's nearly 80,000 feet of climbing. It's, oh and it's, it's, it's a five day. Well, I think you have five and six and a half days, six days, roughly to finish uh, and it's, and it's a team event and it's, it's just, you have to have two or three people at all times. And if, if say, if you're two people and one person drops, then they'll, you know, you're both out, like you can't continue solo. And it's in, it's the, the course is not marked. It's in it. You're basically just, you're on your own more or less. They give you a GPX and you put it in however you want to navigate and you, you run this gigantic circle in the, in, around Mont Blanc, but bigger than the UTMB circle around Mont Blanc. <laughs> and it's, and it's really cool. It's just an amazing experience that you, I, I've done it both the two times I ran and it was uh, with Bill Geist, my good, really good friend who got, who he and I got into ultra running together and our, our really good friend, Sean Cunniff the first time in 2016. And it's just this awesome camaraderie. And it, it, it was just such an experience that I don't think I could replicate it, you know, anywhere in the United States. It's just a, uh, that was something special yeah <laughs> so that's probably the, the, the in, in in my running and mountain running um uh resume just uh, the biggest achievement that i've done is our finish in 2019 when bill and i finished it so that adds a little more complexity because not only do you have to worry about yourself you have to worry about your teammate yeah yeah absolutely and their ups and downs and their pace and their time and yeah it, it does add complexity and it's you don't really think about it and their sleep schedule right because you're trying to do 180 miles in five six days so you don't sleep much and it, it's like it, it's and it's difficult sometimes you know someone will rally at 7 a.m and the other person's at that point is just completely tired or you know they start rallying at 8 p.m and the other person's at that time is tired you know it's it's and not only that, there are issues, blisters, cramps, whatever, like you have to pay attention to uh, two or three people, not just yourself. So it is, it's, it, it, it is complex. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I've, you know, I always follow the whole week of uh, UTMB, but yeah, I kind of got into the PTL this year. Cause I, for some reason, that one just kind of goes under the radar. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know why, <clears throat> but you know, I was watching and then it was like PTL starts like, whatever the Monday or whatever it was before. Monday. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I was like, I didn't know something started today. So I started researching and I was like, <laughs> wow, that mm-hmm. is uh that is something else. Like it is you know, really the, 
really cool yeah <laughs> then when you see the teams coming in and finish you know it's like holy cow they were just out there for that many days and 185 miles or whatever it is like whoa like that just i was mind blown i'm like how did i miss this <laughs> yeah i think it's i mean because it's not it's uh considered a non-competitive event like they they do place you you know like say 100 and i think 117 teams started when in the in 2019 when we finished and we were 35th so you're ranked in there but it's not it's not considered a competitive event so it's like i think it goes another people don't really notice it because it's not competitive like you know and of course utmb just kind of overshadows everything so. yeah yeah true. i didn't even know about it until this year when i was watching the <laughs> utmb finish and these guys came yeah. through and i'm like what are what are they doing and they're like breaking down yeah. crying and stuff and i'm like how long have they been out there <laughs> yeah totally. we looked it up and i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> it is amazing yeah and it is really cool to finish amongst the ut because they take time and you start on monday and you and generally most people are finishing when i don't know the early to mid uh, utmb finishers are coming in and it's it's really pretty cool to be a part of that finish to the whole all the excitement especially after being out there for a, a, a week where it's you're kind of on your own but a lot of the time. Yeah. So when you're on the course and you're coming into the finish, are you on the same part of the course as uh, UTMB at that point? Yeah, I finished like, I think the last like six miles or so was were the same. And so you kind of, we converged in and finished with the UTMB runners and all the way you know, to the finish line. And so that, that's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. All these people that are, you know, slamming out the UTMB and then you're, you're in there to mix it up along you know, for the finish. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask, like, how is that convergence? Because, yeah, obviously, know about you guys out there. Yeah, and they've they just gone one trip around, and they're you know, like hundred miles coming in, and you guys have been out there for five days or whatever. Yeah, I, it's true. I, I think uh, I. I don't know. At that point, I think everyone's just so. Like, I we get a lot of like people look and they see your bib there and like oh ptl you know and then giving the clap and things like that so there's there's respect you know but I, you know I'm, I'm respecting people who just did 100 miles in you know less in two, less than two days where it took us five days to do this thing, so. <laughs> <laughs> is there you, is there a special lottery to get into that one or there's no lottery they have um you you have to send in an application and kind of uh put your and your mountain chops so to speak you know you kind of you want to make your resumes you, you you fill out a resume and an application saying hey we've done this i've done this i feel like we're qualified for this and then apparently it sounds like there's a committee that reviews it so they they want to make sure that people getting into it or have had a good amount of time in the mountains especially trying to navigate on their own and not just go run you know like a flat 100 miler or something like yeah, that so okay it's a mountain experience because there there are some sections of via Fratas in there where you're on iron rungs and cables um there was some glacier travel in 2019 where we had to rope up i mean it, it's uh it's definitely a, a full-on mountain experience so yeah <laughs> you guys can do it next year <laughs> yeah, golden hour adventures goes out to utmb exactly. <laughs> we wouldn't be coming back <laughs> if i don't see the little pink ribbons every uh quarter mile on the trail like yeah it's it's over for me it's over. <laughs> i need the little reflector clips at night yeah yeah i'm, I'm done <laughs> so have you thought about uh towards towards dijon I have, you know, so uh, a friend, yeah, Bill, who I've done a lot of stuff in the mountains with has been out there, I think twice for that. And he's, 
it, it sounds like something I would be interested in doing. So I, I, I have thought about it. I just have never gotten serious about it. So I don't know. Maybe it's time to get serious about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do hard rock, I mean, you might as well. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. It free, yeah, it frees me up to train for some other something, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you done any 200 miles? I have not. I it, it's uh, that also interests me. I think that would be cool. I just haven't like um the, like the Moab two forty sounds really interesting and not that far from where I live. So that would be intriguing, something like that. But I haven't haven't ever gotten serious about that either. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like you ever after you did that hundred and eighty miler, I feel like Moab would not be anything for you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's, but it's a different. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Who knows? I mean, that was 2019. It's been a while, and, and it's a different challenges with the, you know, the heat and just in sand versus being in the mountains. And, yeah, you know, in the mountains. So who knows? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about the two differences there. Like, you know, I hear people talk about Moab and just lots of road miles. You know. Yeah. Where I'm sure PTL probably don't see too many roads and you're just in the mountains and <laughs> yeah, taking in taking everything in, and that'd be hard for me. Just go yeah. to the desert road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I mean, and then you need uh, you know actual more more actual running, you know, in something where there's more roads like Moab, whereas you know PTL is just climb, big ass climb, big ass descent, big ass. So there's not a lot of running. You know? It's like yeah. yeah <laughs> move as best you can but there's not you're not striding it out really also <laughs> <So. laughs> oh, you were um i in 2014 i always pronounce the name wrong you live in los Alamos, right that's right yeah i always want to call it Hemes. how do you say it again oh Hemes. yeah oh it is so it is Hemes. yeah so you got it Hemes. yeah yeah uh, so i finished my first 100 miler that year then like an idiot i signed up for the 50 miler <laughs> and it was just like oh it's in early is it the second week of may it is, yeah second or third week generally yeah exactly yeah yeah so so my hundred was the first week of april i was like oh if i finish oh, this wow. I, should be, I should be able to run this 50 mile or no problem <laughs> yeah I, I had no like i heard people talk about it it's a wonderful race you know community there is awesome i didn't yeah. i didn't look up anything on it i was like just showed up with a friend and we <laughs> slept outside in the rain but that was the year that it got canceled because of the snow oh with the snow yeah that's right it was <clears throat> yeah yeah oh my gosh yeah so i got up to the part where you can make the decision to drop down to the 50k or you can continue with the 50 mile yeah and at that point i was like my legs i'm like i'm just gonna drop down to the 50k so <laughs> i finished the 50 50k in the rain and that was the year that anton like killed the 50 miler oh yeah uh-huh and he yeah. came in and he was all soaking wet and I was like, holy cow. You know, I was just blown away that he was already done. Right. Another 50K. And, <laughs> and my buddy was still out on course. And, you know, I was sitting in that little, I don't even know what it is, that cabin or whatever it is. Yeah, the Posse Lodge, as they call it. Yeah. You know, hanging out, doing all that stuff. Because that race is great, by the way. If anyone wants to go do, it's a hard race, but it's great. Uh, that course is, that, that yeah. course is amazing. In the community there is just they all come together it's just like one of those small uh grassroots race um and i was just in there eating and doing whatever then uh, i kept seeing all these people coming in and they're wrapping emergency blankets around them i'm like what's going on in here <laughs> and i'm like oh okay so i'm just sitting there and like oh my friend should be done in a few hours then someone came in and said hey, we had to cancel the race it's snowing up on the mountain it's complete white out yeah uh, 
we have to pick everyone up and we're giving them rides back. It's going to be a long time. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so anyways, he finally, he finally gets back. I don't know. It was probably like four or five hours later. And uh, all he had on was like, you know, little short running shorts and a singlet. Oh and, uh, yeah. And he's like, if they would let me get back to my, my bag at the aid station, I had warm weather gear in there because he's like, when I run these mountain races, I always just put it in there. Yeah, run enough, you know. He was so mad that they didn't let him go on, but oh uh, yeah, I understand why they called that one. Like, yeah, he said he couldn't even see his feet; it was that wide out, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, yeah. I had to keep running; I couldn't stop running." So, yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, we yeah, we had to cancel midway or, or a little later than midway, and it was just yeah, pull everybody off the course because it was just an unexpected storm that started out wet like you were saying it was raining and then turned to snow and people were just yeah with the hypothermic folks everywhere it was even prepared people were still freezing you know so it's like yeah there was no no way so <laughs> yeah, it's a tough decision yeah yeah there's a video on youtube um from that uh, this guy this guy in albuquerque jason bullisman i think I, I probably just butchered his last name but he's got a, a pretty good video on youtube just to show what those conditions look like and yeah we we resurface that every now and then just to say hey it could get bad so be ready you know so. <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't uh i wasn't ready for that that first climb up to the ski hill i was like oh yeah you know, i, I kind of looked at some of the game and i was like oh whatever you know and holy cow, how how many miles is that? How much feet again is it? Yeah, well, from from town up there, you're uh, that's you're looking at like three thousand feet. So I mean, and and but when you get to the ski area, it's like a thousand feet in uh, or eleven hundred feet in like less than three quarters of a mile or something. Yeah. So it's just it's <laughs> yeah. that's when that's when I decided I was going to drop down to fifty. Yeah, they're going. I was like, I got to do that again. No, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm done. Right. It's true. <laughs> then yeah. i remember that uh, eight station um it was like saloon themed and it was down in the bottom oh yeah and the rendia canyon saloon yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and they just like had bottles of liquor and i was like i was kind of new to ultra running so i didn't know about that but i was like <laughs> running up to it and i'm like why is there bottles at this aid station and i don't think they had any food i think it was just all it was all booze <laughs> Yeah. And that was my first introduction into the, the running in booze. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> I hope they had some tailwind or something besides booze. But <laughs> so. I think, I don't remember. I just remember seeing, and I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm just going to keep on going. Because I yeah. think maybe less than two miles or something. Yeah, it's like 1.9 from there. Yeah, so just yeah. under two miles from there. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to... <laughs> I'm just yeah, gonna keep going. Exactly. <laughs> I don't need to stop for a shot of tequila. No. Yeah, I'll drink a beer at the finish. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, Jason, what do you? Uh, what are you training for? Anything? You got any races coming up or anything like that? I um I don't um I need to come up with some some ideas. We just went to um, Italy uh, a few like last month for like two weeks in the Dolomites, more or less, and it was it's, it just not a round of running event, just a hike and run. And it was phenomenal. And now I'm thinking, trying to do something bigger, maybe in the Dolomites, because it was just such a cool experience and the trails there's it just, it's just awesome. So I don't know, putting something adventure run together, but no, nothing organized. I don't think for next year, at least right now. So. What'd you do in the Dolomites? I was watching this uh, YouTube video and they did, it was, a well, it was marked as a hundred miles. It ended up like 120 miles. It's like, it was some course. I can't remember the name of what it was. Then they yeah. also did the, the Via Ferrata up to the, one of the summits, the only summit, the highest summit in the Dolmites. Uh, but I watched that video and I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, I got to get over there. That 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, I think there's these, these Alta Via routes. There's like Alta Via One, Alta Via Two, Alta Via Three. They kind of do the the traverses of the Dolomites. I haven't. Looked That's back. what it was. I think it was Alta Via Four. They did. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and so they they all. I need to look into them because I I heard about that while we were out there, and people are like, "Oh, are you gonna do? Are you running the? Are you on the Alta Via One or two? And I, I didn't even know this existed as you know sort of defined routes. So I would like to look into doing something like that so we because we were just doing some hut to hut uh, trails and looping basically around the uh, val gardenia area in this uh cello pass and so it was and some via ferratas you know so it's just like a play, mountain playground up there with easy access it's, it's really really cool stuff and great food pastries the whole thing in the mountains it's pretty awesome yeah they were just they were just trying to do like 20 20 to i think their longest day was 28 but every time the, the the mileage in the game was actually longer. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> sure. They had one day that was like 18 miles with 11,000 feet of gain. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, I believe it. <laughs> but they would, uh, they would just run during the day, you know. And then they would come in down one of the villages, and they would sleep in one of the hotels down there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But they think they said the thing that saved them were those, uh, the huts up there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> they would stop and like eat hot dogs and get coffee. I was just like. Oh my gosh! Like, because we don't have that here in the United States. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that would be, that would be sweet. <laughs> it's really sweet. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of appreciate not necessarily having it in the United States because it does change the feel of the mountains. But it is when you're there in the Dolomites or in the Alps, and you you, you hit these huts, you're like, this is this is pretty sweet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's really good food. You get drinks. It make you can you know overnight in in, in many of them. So you it's it makes long adventures really. Uh, uh, just very very fun very nice yeah so, yeah cool so, yeah. <laughs> yeah they were just like been able to get like uh you know espresso or a cold coke and yeah they kept eating hot dogs i don't know where they're eating hot dogs so much, but, <laughs> yeah exactly um then they were getting like all these crazy sandwiches and they're like yeah. there's a few that weren't so good but like the coke was cold so that's all that mattered <laughs> uh, yeah i drank so many cokes i'm not normally like a coca-cola drinker but i, I drink cokes like every day <laughs> <laughs> oh man so no plans just out having fun yeah, yeah having fun and uh, hopefully uh, crewing and pacing or volunteering at hard rock you know i, want, I definitely want to be involved with it every year it's just it's, it's fun to go up there and, and see the see, see the faces the familiar faces and the friends from every year so i'll, I'll be up there one way or the other i think so yeah i mean i've been up there i went up there two years when i lived in colorado just to spectate and have fun and all that and uh i you know i try to tell people if you want to go you know thinking about doing hard rock just go up there and volunteer or whatever to spectate and have fun because it will definitely change your view yeah yeah the community that's built up there and you'll want to do it more of course after that because just the san juans are like another thing i tell people like one of the most spectacular places i've ever been and mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally, totally different styles of mountains and like you get in the rest of colorado you just as soon as you get into the san juans it's like magical place trails are amazing not easy yeah. not easy right <laughs> exactly <laughs> high elevation stuff yeah yeah it's that's true that's the best way to get the experience to just go and you don't even have to volunteer if you but you can go hang out at one of the aid stations or you know see if they need help at the start finish or just be around the race and it's it is a cool experience to, a great way to get more interested in it so. yeah yeah well jason we always ask our uh, guests two questions question is 
what kind of gear to use for uh, running the new climb and mountain bike. So if you want to yeah. pull out there or whatever you know, or, and also if you, you know, like a certain nutrition you follow, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know I'm not real, I guess I'm pretty brand brand loyal to um, Saucony shoes and Peregrines in, in particular. Um, I, I, I've been running in those uh, Peregrines since like Peregrine four, probably. So something um, they, they work really well for me. Um, I have no financial interest in any of these companies that I would mention or anything like that, but um, and, and scratch labs, like scratch labs, uh, hydration, powder is that those are like my go-to things for running is the socket the peregrine shoes and then uh and scratch labs and my bottles i guess so um other than that i don't think i use anything like very exciting or, or interesting or um necessarily locked into a particular brand or anything like that so yeah <laughs> I, I have to ask you have you run in the the latest model of the peregrines uh the 13s i think yeah that's the way i, I, I yeah, unless 14s came out. I don't know. I have the latest I have is 13s. So, yeah, yeah. And I think they got a little bit better than uh, 11 and 12, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Wait, how about you? You running those? <laughs> so. Well, I ran in a. Justin, do you know what version they're on? I, I don't know. I, I think the 13s, um, they could yeah. be the 14s, but the Peregrines are my top three in my top three trail shoes. Awesome. And, and I've tried you name it i've tried it <laughs> yeah, so, yeah i uh, yeah so i i put those up there with uh in the top three i i my one two and three i don't i don't pick or choose in that but they're yeah. they're phenomenal shoes i mean i ran 80 miles at bighorn in them and you know had phenomenal success with them so yeah well i ran in i think the sevens the six or sevens and i love those too but i put on the latest version whatever and it feels just, it felt weird, but it feels like there's more cushion in the newer one, like a little more squish. Or just, that's what I was wondering about because uh, I, I run in hooks, so I'm all about the cushion. But I just noticed when I put them on, yeah, you know, those previous models were like hard, but yeah, that new, I was like, wow, this feels like super cushiony. <laughs> Yeah, the biggest thing I noticed though too is in the bottom. There's this strip on underneath the heel that had some sort of foam in the past, like 11s and 12s. It just seemed to like separate, and little rocks would get stuck up in there, and they'd be heels. You'd land on your heel, and I feel this rock in there, and I they, that looks like that's improved. Whatever material they use in the 13, it doesn't look like it's going to be a problem. So I hope that's the case. <laughs> so you have to jam shoe goo in that little split every time. <laughs> it's funny, like. Or Alaska wears uh, Las Sportivas in your document. We usually get like the Hoka or the all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we get. But today we've had two different types, so that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope I've tried Hoka's inner, inner, like every now and then, every few years. I'm like, okay, I must. Everyone's using them. I should try them. And they just they they don't work on my feet. I, I have not found a pair that works on my feet. That I'm, just I'm exactly the same way. Like they just don't work. Yeah. And I've tried them, and that just yeah not for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then I uh, I mean I'll probably eventually try them again because everyone's still wearing them. But it's <laughs> yeah. the same thing, you know. So <laughs> I feel like I do really well with that medium cushion, like the mm -hmm. the you know the Sauconies are medium cushion. Um, currently, I'm running in the Brooks Cascadia. They're a medium mm, cushion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one that I wear the Adidas, Adidas Terex Ultra. They, they're, that that's my top three. Um, oh, okay. and they're, they're all 
kind of that medium cushion, like real responsive rock plate type type shoe. So, huh? Okay, I mean, absolutely. I mean, those sound like things I'm interested in, so I should try those Adidas. I haven't even looked at those, so that's good. Yeah, they. I don't know if they they're a couple years old, but um, huh. I would. I just fell in love with those shoes, man. I don't know what it was, and every time I tell people like the Adidas. Terex, those are the shoes <laughs> yeah. that I like. Everybody's like, "What? Come on!" What? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Adidas has been making their, you know, that Terex. They they get they picked up some big runners, uh, some big yeah. names in the in the sport, and yeah, yeah, they've been putting yeah. a lot of money into it. So you know, the development of their shoe has been pretty phenomenal, and I attest to it. It's a it's a great shoe, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, I'm currently running in the um, Cascadias, and I I really like those. I've run in those in the past too, and I've always liked them. And then yeah. man, when Pearl Azumi made their the running oh. shoes, like the N2. Everybody uh, says the Pearl Azumi so shoes were amazing. Yeah, best shoe. And it's best like, shoe why would you get state. rid of them if you had yeah, so many loyal followers? Exactly. I'm very disappointed because it's like, I love the N2s. They were like, my I never favorite. got to, I never got to try them. Oh, man. <laughs> those were my, still my favorite. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, Black Hills 100 this year. I was talking with this guy and he was sales rep for Pearl Zumi on, on the trail side only. And he was based out of Virginia mostly. And when he told that his job on, because they just kind of came in and we're getting rid of all the, the trail side and inside. Yeah. He bought all the N2s he could buy. <laughs> wow. And he, he bought pallets of them and oh he said gosh. he still... He's still got like 20 pairs left. Oh man. And I'm like, I was like, what shoe do you wear? Yeah. And right. We didn't we didn't have the right size shoe. Cause I was wearing my I still have a pair of N ones and I was wearing them and he saw them. Uh-huh. That's how we start talking. The same size. And I'm like, man, you should sell them on eBay. He's like, you know, I've thought about that. Yeah. He's like, but I'm never giving another pair away. And I don't think so pair because i can almost run in these till the day i die i was yeah if you've got talent. <laughs> yeah i was like oh my gosh that was, um, that was i was like it was a cool story but then i was like oh i'm super yeah. jealous <laughs> i should have stocked up too i have one pair of n1 still that i just i use every now and then i just keep them on the shelf because they're just rad you know <laughs> that's what that's what i do with my n1s yeah i won't run in them they're like if i'm like want to go out some casual and i'm like i'll put those on like those are yeah. gonna stay nice. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I feel like I got to get on eBay and see if I can find some. Yeah, finding <laughs> thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old pearls, Amy. Yeah. Um, so, um, the second question we always ask is, um, you know, we're trying to grow our network. Uh, we want to get people on here with good stories. Who's someone from your network that you could search to have on the podcast? Yeah, you know, I, you mentioned that, and I um, there's a guy, a friend of mine in town, Garth Reeder, who I think would be a really good guest. I, I, he's a really fun guy. He's got he's got great stories all the time. He's done a lot of adventure uh, racing, like that. That was that's kind of been his focus is these multi these stage races, basically like the um, multi day stage races where it's sort of a defined where there is a defined start and finish for each day. Uh, cumulative you now day to day to day kind of deal so um i i think he'd be a, a really i could put you guys in contact if you're interested in that and he's yeah for sure one guest um yeah that'd be great yeah and then there's a, another guy that i know you know, just casually for you know a really long time um charlie nuttleman that lives up in the boulder area and he's just it seems like he's always getting out on awesome adventures just cool random things that uh, just get would get one excited to be outside just to explore so those are a couple of names that, that came to mind first thing when you mentioned that question. So 
Yeah. Awesome. Those are those people we like, you know, they're just people that get out and venture and do crazy stuff or unusual stuff or whatever. We just <laughs> like I was saying yeah. before we started, just we just want to give people a platform to reach out and tell their story because we all can benefit from stories. Um just fun to yeah. listen to, I think. <laughs> Very good entertainment, yeah. And you guys are is like a over a little over a year old now with the podcast. Is that what yeah? We were September. September was a year. September, yeah, something. Cool. So yeah, I've been that's doing awesome. a year, dropping awesome. an episode every week for a year. So that's well, that's a year and a month, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm really impressed with that. I, feel, I mean, that's you guys are putting in the work, and it's it's, it's cool. So yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. It really is because you you never know when you log on to the podcast for an interview. It's like what you're gonna hear and like. Yeah how you're going to be inspired or, you know, potentially somebody listening to the podcast gets inspired. We've had tons of stories come from all over the place. Like I love that episode or I love this, you know? And so, I mean, we were talking about it this before we hit record. And so, yeah. Right. So it's it's just kind of cool that, you know, getting people's stories out there that probably would never get, get told otherwise. So. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's, I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to meet you. And well, and see you again, Robbie. You know, been- <laughs> right. <laughs> we had a quick chat. You were, I don't know how many hours into sleep yeah. deprivation and how many <laughs> muscles and feet of gain you had on those legs. So, <laughs> yeah, that was two nights out. And yeah, I remember that it was probably around eight in the morning, something like that when I came through there, maybe. Yeah. And it was yeah, after a rough night. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could only imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Jason, thanks for coming on. We'll, uh, give you some you know time to shout out whoever you want or where people can find you on social media and follow your adventures or whatever you want whatever you want to say cool appreciate that i you know the first and well certainly my wife allison like i gotta give a shout out to her for you know, always being super supportive of these things that you know will mean i have to wake up at three four in the morning and and get home even later sometimes or whatever and just always being there for for me to to do these things and then but it the next extension is that my family certainly my my mom and, and stepdad uh, have been fantastic they've been there basically every hundred miler i've run and with the exception of maybe one that they've been there to crew and so it's it's become sort of a, a family affair I almost run the hundred milers more to have that experience with them than to just go run a hundred miles so having having them in my in my camp and in my in my crew has, has been amazing um and to my primary adventure friends bill geist who got me into this uh back in the day it's been a, we've had a lot of adventures together since then and you know tommy stockton's one of the ones i run with the most these days here in town and that's a it's pretty good there's just so many other friends and acquaintances I've made along the way that I, I could go on, but I, I think that's a, it's a good, good amount. Those are the ones that are the closest to me. So, yeah. And I am on Instagram as uh Choss artisan artisan is a Choss artisan is my uh, handle there. I don't post a ton of stuff necessarily, um, but I am there and uh, I guess that's about it. Uh, yeah. I'm on threads because everyone's on threads if you're on instagram pretty much but i, I don't do anything about it so, <laughs> don't look for any content there so. <laughs> well this has been an awesome conversation and uh once again thanks for coming on and taking the time to chat with us really appreciate yeah. it thanks for uh, putting up with me i appreciate the time to chat with you guys fun awesome <laughs>